Our guest today is Jens Larsen, a storytelling researcher, executive coach, and leadership consultant. Jens has written nine books on a range of topics from ethical coaching and consulting to storytelling, songwriting, and leadership. And he's the founder of Old Friends Industry, a Dutch consultancy focused on cultivating a sense of friendship and community at the core of every organization. Along with David Boji and Lena Brun, Jens has written True Storytelling, Seven Principles for an Ethical and Sustainable Change Management Strategy, which they've used to implement in communities, municipalities, companies, and the UN. Now, I spent a lot of time talking to organizations about how to change what I refer to as little C culture, um, the internal culture within an institution uh, that helps kind of facilitate change and the importance of using narrative to actually make that shift. But Jens is a philosopher. He goes deep on this concept, on these concepts and the sense of power that a narrative strategy could actually use. And he's generous with his time to dive into each one of these seven principles. So for me, this was not just uh, inspiring, but also illuminating conversation. And I hope it's the same for you. Jens, thank you so much for being on our show. It's really great to have you. I'm glad to be here. I like to start uh, from the, the very beginning, and um, I'd love to hear about uh, your childhood and uh, growing up in Denmark. And if you could particularly highlight when you first came across uh, your very famous countryman, Hans Christian Andersen, and uh, you know, the contribution to children's stories is, is phenomenal. And, and just the following is, is, is unbelievable. 156 stories across nine volumes, which have been translated into 125 languages. I think that, that if you are born here in Denmark, you know, one of the most famous presents that people get when they get baptized is collection by Hans Christian Andersen. So, you know, in a way, it is in our blood fairy tales. My parents read for me uh, that, that I think uh, some of the uh, Hans Christian Andersen, there's a, one of them, which is a guy who rides on a goat. Oh, okay. I don't know what is uh, the name, but somehow I think that some of these Hans Christian Andersen stories they are somehow in our soul. That's how mm. we approach life. We are a small country, but uh, I think that we have this part in us that we that we trust people. We don't think about people high or low. So I think that that mm. uh, the whole Hans Christian Andersen is really deep inside of us. Amazing. So these stories was, of course, of part of my childhood. But I think that, that actually I can see if I look back that I was born, my parents, you know, they had a grocery shop, but it oh, was okay. also a hunting, hunting shop. All right. <laughs> okay. <know? laughs> and if you can imagine all these stories going on, you know, between people, people in the back 
of the store sharing stories, drinking coffee, drinking beers mm. and all that. So my, my whole life has actually been listened to all these stories. It's phenomenal. If I should say a little bit more about that, I think this, uh, combin this uh, combination about stories in our store and somehow the art of hanging out has actually uh, taught me to go into organizations and just yes, hang yes. out and collect stories and so on. So, so That's it's fantastic. on my uh, backbone. Yeah. What a beautiful share. And that's kind of exactly what we we're looking for in terms of the origin story, because, um, you know, a key part of what you do is and, and with storytelling in your professional work now, it's, it's linking the individual to the collective. And here we have a beautiful story of the experience of community and collective that, uh, that you were really ensconced in and, and, and grew up in. So many titles of, of uh, Hans Christian Andersen's work that we're familiar with, uh, you know, Emperor's New Clothes and, of course, Denmark being a peninsular country in the North Sea, seafaring stories, Little Mermaid, mm. Princess and the Pea, the Ugly Duckling. Jens, was there a particular one that was uh, particularly meaningful to you growing up that you identified with more than others? Yeah, <laughs> but, but uh, my problem is that I don't know exactly what the name is in uh, <laughs> English, but very, very short. It's, it's, it's about these uh, three brothers. Mm. Two of them are educated, high educated, very uh, clever. And the third one is a kind of, uh, he has no education. He's the black sheep, sheep of the family. And the story is about, that one day the king announced that his daughter should find a husband mm. and uh, then people can come up to the castle and try to, <laughs> what you say, engage to her or something. Right. And his two brothers, they uh, ride up there and uh, the idea is that the, the third one should be at home because he is, uh, he's not intelligent, mm. etc. And his two brothers, they, they has been riding by horse, but so he needs to take this goat up there, you know, okay. the goat. Yes, to ride the goat. And he is a guy, he, he don't ride off the linear way. He has all kind of uh, discourse. He, small roads and on the way he picked up a small wooden shoe and a dead bird and uh, some knot and uh, then when he come up to the castle his two brothers they are presenting for the princess and they have this idea if they are well educated and if they just can repeat what is in the fine books then they can impress her. Right. But the whole idea about this story is that uh, this third guy, he can, he can improvise mm. and, and, and he can hear what the princes are asking for. And wow, actually beautiful. he can use this old shoes and this dead bird. bird and yeah. I think that's 
that's both a part of my life. You need to be creative, as you said, Josh, and you need to could improvise. And that is also what storytelling about. And this tale, I think, is a big, big part of our country too, as I said, because we are a very small country, but we are one of the richest countries in the world. Yes. We have free education for yes. all people from public schools and all the way up. We have free healthcare for everyone. And I think that's why we are innovative, creative, and it's not about who you are or something. So that's, that story is a big part of my soul <laughs> to go out there and yeah. knock down, although you are, yeah. Oh, uh, I love that national <laughs> fabric. And uh, yes, Denmark leads in so many ways um, is really a, a great model for, uh, for the world to, to emulate. That's really superb. I'm tempted to ask you, and do you have siblings? Uh, sorry? Do you have brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have an older sister, seven years older than me. And, and, and I, actually, I actually lost my parents. I lost my mom when I was uh, 16 years old and my dad oh, when sorry. I was uh, 22. So, okay. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so uh, that's, but, but I have some really good from my childhood and the store yeah. and everything. A Absolutely. lot of people always around. So, yeah. well, and, and it feels like you've dedicated your life's work to that legacy that you experienced in their store and the community that, that they built. So that's it's really touching. Again, Anderson uh, has touched lives of so many children, and um, it's always tempting to make a comparison with like uh, the Brothers Grimm and uh, Perot. But, uh, you know, they really retold stories. They didn't create original stories the way Hans Christian Andersen did. And also just structure wise, the, um, you know, it was usually the, the villains and the brothers Grimm stories that experienced sort of a downfall or a heinous end. Whereas uh, the protagonists in a lot of Hans Christian Andersen stories are the ones that are grappling with, with conflict and may not always get the, the best result. Uh, mm. And I, it just feels like that's more reflective of life. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, I actually, the way I approach life is also that it is, it is not about having success for me. Mm. It is about to dare to stand out there and fight for something that you believe in. Because then when you get old, at least you can say, I did something I believed in. So yeah. all that about success, people get stress, burnout, and all kinds of things. So, so, so in that sense, I think that Hans Christian Andersen's stories is also, yeah, that, that you can, it's not only about happiness, it's, it's about having a life and then think about, hey, what did I do? What can I learn from it? It's instead of all this success, yeah. which make people unhappy, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so well said. And um, you've talked, you've spoken about some of your personal struggles that you've overcome, uh, including stuttering as a youth. And uh, now you're a brilliantly eloquent man. And so share with us about uh, that journey. I have, I have been stuttered since I could could talk actually and uh, mm. and 
in my youth, that was years I couldn't almost say anything. And, wow. and, and I'm still a stutter. And, and, and uh, sometimes I can have a heart stuttering, but I have always had this idea that it should not, I don't know, it should not be that because I'm stuttering, I should not do something I really love to do. Yeah, absolutely. But my life, I have stuttered, but um, I go out, I make a presentation for like 100, 200, 300 people. And yeah, phenomenal. If you are stutter and you know that the strange things about stuttering is that you cannot predict when you will stutter. There are, you know, mm. Bruce Willis, he also stutter, right. Samuel Jackson stutter, uh, Joe Biden and so on. But I always start when I go out to talk about storytelling, organizations, startups and stuff like that. I, I always start to share that mm. I stutter. <laughs> mm. That's fantastic. And, and then I experience that because I'm open about it. Actually, our conversation after, you know, the Q&R is more open because That's you right. are not scared to That's right. answer stupid questions. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, so, I'm, so I'm really open about it. And actually, the last half year, I have been working with the American Institutes of uh, Stuttering. Wow. And they are really, really good. Yeah. I'm well, that's, that's grateful for, for that organization too. Uh, no, that's but, really good. Yeah. But I think one more thing. I think that Please. the good thing, although I hate when people, they are saying, I'm happy that I don't have two legs, whatever I'm saying. But I, 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 I actually think that one of the thing, if you have a handicap, it can be stutter and something else then you create something different uh, approaches because because I stutter I think I'm very good to improvising exactly and 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 because you need to be a little bit better than anyone else you know that's right yeah, that's right. Yeah, be brilliant. You have to show up with a wooden shoe and a dead bird. Yes, I was to, just gonna say that. Listen to and you have to listen to what the princess is yes. saying. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fantastic as well. And also, uh, you know, vulnerability creates authenticity, and as you brilliantly said, it opens people up to to sharing uh, their own stories, and they don't they feel less fear. And also, as you pointed out, there's nothing that is uh, impossible for you. Uh, you can become a Hollywood actor. You can become president of the United States. Uh, it's not uh, any kind of a, of a hindrance. University-wise, I know that... Uh, sorry. No, no. More you want? no. Okay, I was just sort of fast-forwarding a little bit. Um, uh, you know, uh, for your bachelor's and master's, you went into communications and, and film and media. And um, tell us a little bit after graduation, uh, the types of things you were involved with. Yeah, I, I, I got in quite early. I have uh, written quite a few books, eight, nine right. books. And, uh, um, and, and uh, after education, I was doing a, uh, I have a degree in 
literature and uh, m- media too. Uh, and and I got in because of my storytelling. Um, I I uh, uh, was a partner in a uh, company working here in Copenhagen, working with uh, coaching and and a coaching where we integrate uh, storytelling um, and work with organizations and uh, all that and. And also we, we created a two year master coaching education. And, and, uh, so that was a big part of it. And, yeah, um, wonderful. and I, I, I wrote at the same time, uh, I wrote books about literature too. And, uh, I've done some has been a part of, of, uh, theater script writing right. um, too and and yeah uh, and had some really good years there and I got the whole you know insight in big uh, companies and organizations yeah. and and that storytelling is not about telling stories it's actually about going out there and also have big ears you know yeah, yeah, you guys yeah. know that but yeah 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 and about nine years ago, you started Old Friends. To yeah. Tell us about the origin of the name. It's a great name. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I can say that um, I started it because uh, uh, I thought, what should I do in the future? You know, mm-hmm. I'm a guy, I have like really projects going on. I'm uh, involved in all kind of startups and all kind of projects. So mm-hmm. I'm everywhere <laughs> all yeah, yeah. out there. And, and then I, I thought about that, um, but what would I like to work with now? And I have a really, really hard time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, then I thought, okay, instead of asking this question, I asked myself, what kind of atmosphere what kind of attunement would I like to work in? And yeah. uh, there's nothing more that I love so much hanging around with friends. And I thought if I mm-hmm. could create a company where we actually worked, uh, where I worked with people I would like to be friends with. And if I could make people friends across, uh, it can be uh, public and uh, private company and all kinds of things. So then I had this idea, then they would create industries, you know, then yeah. they could yeah. create a project and stuff like that. So, so uh, I, I also write with uh, uh, philosophers who are um, into uh, friendship. Um, yeah. That's the approach. Perhaps I should set, say, uh, one book I wrote at that time uh, is a book I wrote with a uh, Danish uh, uh, philosopher, Ole Fo uh, Kierkeby, and uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 about the first the first kind of coaching, and it's two hundred four uh, two thousand four hundred years old, and it was Aristoteles who created right. a coaching yeah. approach. Yes. We have taken this approach up today 
and, mm. and, and actually say, and it's about ethics, uh, sustainability. Yeah. Well, yeah. back to old friends, but the whole idea is, and actually the name was inspired by my wife. She worked for the Danish, in the Danish uh, parliament, and she was on a trip uh, uh, with the law department in the parliament to Los Angeles. And yeah, they, okay. they were uh, uh, out to see uh, about crime and prison. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, here in Denmark, yeah, we have like uh, 3,000, 4,000 people in, in uh, prison. But, yeah. but uh, part of that trip was that uh, they visit a project in LA, which is called Homeboys Industries. Yeah. They have products in the grocery stores. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and she just told me that when these uh, Danish, uh, from the Danish parliament, heard these stories from these ex-gang members, they were crying. And uh, wow. I just got up and, and thought, wow, I call it old friends industries. <laughs> Amazing. That's phenomenal. And they also have a, a shop in uh, LAX oh, okay. where okay. they sell food there. Um, and so I, I, I make a point of getting whatever it is, water or sandwich from there to support that, that okay. cause. So, wow, this is, um, I, I really have chills going down my spine. Uh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is really yeah. uh, phenomenal. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, uh, Josh and I would very much like to be your new friends. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful alignment here. I, I could keep talking, Jens, but I want to hand this over to, to Josh. I would like to just make one comment that, um, uh, you know, uh, an important part of storytelling that you espouse now is this idea of longing for meaning. And I just want to applaud that you've done that throughout your entire life. And it, it's really evident. And um, I'm just so, so grateful for the wonderful work that you do. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me. I'm sure we're going to see each other when everything opens up. As a scene passes a baton, I'm, I'm hoping that you can kind of explore, you know, the core principles of Old Friends Industries and how those led into sort of the core principles and the, the, the seven principles of true storytelling and sort of the evolution there, because there definitely seems to be a sort of evolution from being kind of like the, the, the communications guy to like the storyteller to, you know, then actually codifying and developing this, this model. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, I can tell the story that um, in in uh, two thousand and I think fifteen, I meet uh, the American professor uh, David Bochy, which mm-hmm. is one of the top uh, storytelling professors. Uh, is one four uh, percent most quoted researchers in all fields in the world. Wow. And, uh, oh, wow. and 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 I I, uh, I met David here in Copenhagen uh, at the Copenhagen Business School, um, and and uh, and we had this um, approach to storytelling where we where we also used artifact 
like like creating stories uh, from artifacts, you know, toys and all kinds of things. And we have this mm, yes. idea that storytelling is not only words, it's not, it's also scenography and uh, artifacts mm. and all that. And, and, and um, we starting, start to talk and became his, uh, his uh, 72 tree now, I think, or something, but we really uh, connected great. And um, yeah, and we had the same interesting also in uh, philosophy and indigenous people. Our uh, approach to that is, is one of the really expert in indigenous people storytelling. Uh, and me, me, me at uh, and a colleague, a partner, associated partner, Lena Brun, uh, <clears throat> we started to talk about could we cre create a kind of a, a concept here. Um, and then in 2016, we had this idea about true storytelling because we were so tired of all that that actually storytelling was spin and uh, fake storytelling mm -hmm. and all that and then we uh, created this true storytelling approach and uh, uh, and from the beginning we have this idea that that i have all my experience i've done project for like 20 years big project with uh, funding from uh, governments from big uh, banks and and all kind of things and 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 um, um, and I have a lot of experience about it and and I could see uh, when when are something going fine and when when did I fail and you fail all the way a lot of times uh, yes. we had this idea that okay here are seven principles also inspired from his research. And these seven principles is a kind of uh, tuning forks if you want to implement changes. And for us, it's uh, about ethical, uh, sustainable changes. Then if you use these seven principles as a kind of uh, tuning forks, then you will have success with the implementation or, or at least a uh, research say that 70% of all the changes that we plan to do in organizations are n never implemented. So we want mm. to, to, to uh, create an approach where perhaps uh, the change to implement it implement some good stuff should be bigger. So this is the seven principles that we created. And, and actually, um, this autumn, we, uh, we, uh, we uh, founded uh, the True Storytelling Institute uh, in America and Denmark, uh, mm, which, which is uh, training, consulting, leaders, uh, people to use these uh, seven principles. And, and, and we are still a startup, but uh, we have some really interesting people in there, investors and uh, experienced business people and yeah. good storytellers. And it's all about 
ethical and sustainable uh, changes. That's what uh, true story. Because true, just to use that word, there's a famous Danish uh, f- uh, f- uh, philosopher, Søren uh, Kierkegaard. Søren Kierkegaard. He, he has a quote, and actually our true is inspired from that quote. He say, it is not about living a good life. It is about living a true life. And what he mm-hmm. means is that a good, good life is a life where you... Uh, it's about you and you don't care really about environment and people around you. It should be easy and good. But in uh, Kierkegaard's approach, I have all his books up here. Okay. (laughs) Fantastic. But but a true life for uh, Kierkegaard is an ethical life. It is a life which is not only about you, but you always need to ask what is also good for society, what is Mm -hmm. good for the people around me. And today, and that's a big part of true storytelling, is that what is good for the world, for the nature, nature too. An example of using the uh, seven principles of uh, true storytelling in my work, I've been working with uh, project for years is that here in Denmark, the demand for working with uh, sustainability is very, very big. It's on the top of the agenda in uh, 2030. uh, The Danish government wants to reduce the CO2 uh, with uh, uh, 70%. And in like 20 years, all oil uh, uh, drilling from the North Seas should be stopped. And, and we have all these windmills windmill, and uh, sun energy and all that. And, 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 uh, um, and a big part of this is uh, uh, that the municipalities here in Denmark, they are working with the UN goals, with the sure. s- uh, s- uh, sustainability goals. And, and, when I come out, it's an example from a municipality outside Copenhagen, where we did a, a project. It was also kind of a research project. But, but the first principle is that uh, it has to be true, which means it has to be meaningful. Right. And, right. And, and if you want a municipality or, or a company to to be more uh, sustainable it is very very important for them that they understand why is this meaningful uh, for them because it can be quite abstract or they can they can think that if we try to change we cannot earn the same money as before uh, so it's it's actually the first principle is really to go out and talk to people about it. Uh, why is this true for you? Because the reason the reason um, changes don't get implemented is because very often people has a hard time seeing why should we do this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it can both be for the people 
that you work with, but it's also for yourself. Why is this project important for me? Why is it meaningful? Because if you can see it's meaningful out there, then uh, then you actually can also handle if times get tough, you know, there can be some resistance out there. So the first principle is like, is this a good project? Is this a meaningful <laughs> thing? Really, really, really asking to it is an ethical project. That's the first principle. And, and I could mention all kinds of examples. But yeah, yeah. anyway, and, and what I just want to say, it's like, um, have you heard, you know, uh, have you uh, this, these uh, uh, Johnny Cash recordings where he worked with the producer Rick Rubin his his last years no oh, but, but yeah 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 but but uh, what uh, and it's also a part of our book actually okay. what what the Rick Rubin did is what we try to do when we go out to organizations in principle okay. one it yeah. is actually taking our time to listen to the people out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what Rick Rubin did, who was a hip-hop uh, uh, producer, although he later on produced uh, Champetti, uh, etc. Right. He, he, he spent a lot of time just to listen to uh, Johnny Cash played and then after days of listening to him playing, he said, this is you, this is true, this is really you, Johnny. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and uh, uh, we are very good at planning things, but we are not so good at, you know, forecaring, being out there, spending time with people. So that's the first principle. Uh, principle two is about... Uh, you need, it's about that you should think about, is there some stories out there which can support your new story, mm. perhaps which can support your story of uh, sustainability. Right. Um, it can be some stories inside the organization. They are all ready working with these things, or it could be there's a demand from the government of, from, you know, the SDG goals and all that. So, so can we hook up to this story? And, and a part of this and the whole uh, uh, thought about it, uh, about uh, principle two, is actually inspired from surfing. Okay. I'm a surfer myself. I'm not okay. so good, but, but I have always loved surfing and yeah. beach boys and all that <laughs> no no but but and principle two is the idea about thinking you have to be aware of the waves that you, you can surf on is there any waves your project your change project can surf on mm. out there mm. which can give it power um uh, and if you don't can somehow put your new story into a bigger story Right. Then, uh, then it can have a hard time, you know, being implemented. It can be sustainability. It can be a new startup that you want to start. It always have that need to be some waves out there to uh, 
to uh, 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 give it some energy. Mm-hmm. Then, then there's principle three. Should I go on? Josh? Yes. Oh, I got oh, I'm okay. riveted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and and, and uh, principle three is is about the 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 important to somehow create a clear plot that help people to uh, 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 prioritize. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as a way. Um, uh, um, and 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 but it should also it could be a plot about uh, you know uh, why do we do this and 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 sometimes when you you work with changes they can seem very complex but um, in our book we interview all kind of people artists we interview the the former uh, police uh, chief of the Danish police. Uh, yeah. who were here in my apartment okay. yesterday, actually. He's a, he's a UN uh, uh, advisor in, in New York, but he was home this week here in Copenhagen. Okay. So we had coffee yesterday. No, yeah. that was just... A, no, but he, he, he has been working in the police force with some very big uh, change projects. And he... he, he she says in the book, if you want to, if you want to describe something very complicated, then go back to before it got uh, complicated. So it's like, you know, sometimes when we try to share about a change project, very often we, we, we have this idea, yeah, but everyone, every, everyone knows the story, but the whole idea to go back in time and say, okay, from five years ago, we were here. Then this happened. You can see the climate changes or the right. police uh, uh, is different now because of the cybercrime, etc. Um, uh, so that's our principle three. But it's again, it's important people understand it. And it sh- should be a a plot which can content some small stories to some small plots, you know? Yeah. One of, one of my isms is, uh, uh, um, issues are complicated narratives or issues are messy. Narratives are neat. So that's, that's part of the reason for storytelling, right? Is that like, we we're trying to take these complicated things and not, not, you know, do them a disservice, but, you know, be able to present them in a way that's simple and accessible. For audiences, so I love that. I love that. So that's that's three, right? That's three. Yeah, and 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 uh, number four is about uh, that you need to have uh, timing, and you know it's it's when we talk about timing, there are two kinds, two concepts of timing. There's what you in Greek call chronos, uh, uh, which is uh, clock timing. You know bang, bang, bang. If you are doing a project, we're going to start there, we're going to do this and this. But there is uh, Kairos also, which is which is when is the right time to do something. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you can go into uh, a meeting and perhaps you have, have a plan for what should be important to say. But, but then when you are in the room, you know, this is not the right time, perhaps. 
so so it's also a way you know to be aware of that storytelling and people who are hearing this of course they know but it's it's also about timing and if you are going to to a meeting and you want to sell a project then you need then perhaps it is not the right uh, timing now to present this idea you know right we're gonna take it like that so so this this whole thing um, about timing and 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 we put it into some wild stuff uh, because we also inspired from the quantum physics you know where time is okay. more much more yeah. complex but yeah. if you have this this awareness of that time is very complex then then I will almost say that that it is storytelling is also working with a kind of an energy yeah. somehow. Yeah. You know, when is the right time? Or, 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 or um, um, I think, uh, again, I'm inspired from all kinds of artists. Uh, and I think that a guy like uh, Frank Sinatra, you know, he had the right timing that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not only about... Good voice, you know. Some of my big heroes, uh, they don't have good voices, but uh, Bob Dylan, uh, Neil Young, and uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's that's the first four, and it's a way. These first principles, you can also use them if you should plan a, a project. Okay. Number number five is what we call helping stories along. Okay. And and helping stories along is actually when when we are out there in the organization uh, and we're struggling with how can we implement this uh, strategy and and helping stories along is is about somehow to share and hear stories from from people out there. And um, it is also to have a kind of awareness of there are different kind of stories. You know, there are untold stories. There are the stories which perhaps are the don't the the uh, dominant stories and the counter stories. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you can if you can find you know the untold stories, then they can become a kind of a change, a, a, a game changer somehow. Right, right. But it is is to be out there and be aware of where are the energy. Uh, I can I can perhaps, I don't know, uh, an example, and, and this may not be the best example, but, but, but uh, we were doing a quite big project with, with, um, with the 12th, education organizations mm-hmm. which 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 until then you know has been a kind they were the same uh, it was uh, craft schools somehow you in Denmark and and we really need you know plumbers carpenters and so on but these schools was somehow they were they were uh, uh, too independent and they have all created their own story and uh, our job was you know from the board said we need these schools to have a more uh, common 
brain story, else we uh, they will probably go uh, bankrupt. And and then we we did a three year project, and uh, this project was both that we have some workshops where where there was a lot of employees and CEO, you know, as a kind of a conference, but we also had another track of this project, which was where we put the, the teachers together in the n- networks around, you know, uh, carpenting about cooking and so on. And we got, we, we actually thought that, that the big story was that we have these big uh, conference, mm-hmm. but actually people, they told me this is a waste of time that we should travel so long to hear you telling about uh, uh, storytelling, communication, and so on. So, so in that sense, you know, we thought a way to help this project along, this story along, we should put our focus on the networks m- m- meetings right, with right. these teachers because it is there, there are some energy, you know. right. So we change our plans like that. And, and, and you also know when, uh, if you are doing some uh, coaching too, you know, it's about how can we, how can we move the story around the sky or this startup has a challenge. How can we ask them or, or could we put some stories in? Could we answer with a story, you know, instead of advice? So, that's a part of it. And right. should I go on? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Please. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> then, uh, and, and, and of course, this helping a story along, it's the core, you know, because it's when you're out, uh, are out there. And we, we have this concept, which we call restoring, restoring. Okay. You know, we try, there are stories out there. How can we restore them? Right. And if you, if you, as me, uh, is a stutter, people who are stuttering, they have often a n- 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 negative story about themselves. Mm. You know, they're a big part of working with, with, if you are a stutter, is actually how can you restore So this thing you thought was a handicap, it's, it's actually where you get your power from. You know? Right, 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 right. So, so, so it's a kind of organic way. And again, uh, true storytelling is also working with energy and, and improvising and all that. Right. Seven, uh, principle seven is about uh, staging. When you do a change project, if we go back to the uh, sustainability thing, it's about, it is not only about, you know, stories, mm-hmm. verbal. It's, it's also about how can you stage it, you know? How can you perhaps, how can you build, how can you build a windmill or, or uh, how can you, how can you in the toilet at this organization that everyone should read, uh, use, recycle, uh, rainwater right. or the truck should be electric, etc. Um, uh, 
so the whole idea about storytelling is staging. Right. You know, we, we all know when we are in a room which is nice, you know, and uh, cozy, then, then it, it can move your story along. And in the same sense, it can, it can, uh, it's, it's, it's staging. You can say it's almost like good wine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that, that it, 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 it's, um, it somehow inspire you to go on or, you know, like that. Right. And, and, and one thing I also want to, want to say about story is that um, there are some uh, research from, from uh, Norway um, where, where people, I, I have also done a lot of research in their coaching and, and, and actually a way, this way that you stage your, your face if if you if you stage your face, you know, open, you are interesting. Then 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 uh, it moves, you know, it moves the your project along instead of people who has a close face. Although what they are saying, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because, no no no. If you are smiling and open, it's right. also a way. So it's both a way, you know, to. Stage your face, but it's also um, yeah a way to uh, stage. I'm a part of a, uh, uh, a uh, creating a spaceport, Euro spaceport here in Denmark, you okay. know, and and uh, and uh, I think in 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 uh, that sense, uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk, and his whole SpaceX, uh, he's quite is quite good. At staging, right? right, and storytelling, and right. storytelling. So, so uh, uh, principle seven is always about staging, right. and and I can give an example. When I take leaders uh, on a course, I, I I often take them out hiking in the mountains. Okay, because to be in the mountains with these people they get open in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Because they get inspired, you know, from the uh, um, uh, surroundings. And I also bring um, CEOs to uh, rock uh, festivals too, you know, because it's a different staging and then people start to think in different ways. I love that. I love that. Have you, uh, have you read um, or are familiar with uh, Scott Carney at all? He's like no, an no. anthropologist. He's an American anthropologist, and he's now into like uh, investigative journalism. But his big claim to fame right now is that he studied under Wim Hof, if you're familiar with him, the Iceman guy, okay. uh, and studied his methods. But the reason why I mention him is he has he, his new book, which I'm reading now, I'm only about halfway through, uh, is called The Wedge. And it's all about that. It's about how you communicate from an energy level um, with your surroundings. So mm. depending on your environment, he, he, you know, climbed to the top of Kilimanjaro. And so he has like stories about that and talking about how you kind of communicate or, or receive information differently, depending on what environment you're in and all of these other factors at play that we usually don't factor in. But that's where my mind went when you got to that seven. Yeah, sure, sure. Sure. But uh, Jens, I, I feel like I could I could sit here and like learn from the master all day. No, <laughs> like, I want to go hiking with you in the mountains and like 
read all of your books. I think that that's, you're, you're fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. How long did it take you to kind of arrive at these seven principles? Like I, you mentioned that this has been like a whole process that you've worked on and collaborated in, with. Um, yeah, I, I, I can say very, very shortly that the last principle is uh, the importance of re- reflection, you know, that you all need to stop up and, of course, uh, ref- reflect on the uh, uh, process. But, but, but it has, you know, we have been, me and uh, Professor David Bochy and uh, uh, Lena Brun, and uh, we have been working added for the last, you know, uh, four years. Oh. Uh, and, and yeah, and, and our book, I think, um, um, our book is a, a combination where we draw on cases, a lot of cases uh, from being a, a consulting, but we also interview, as I said, the writers and uh, artists and uh, uh, different, and, 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 we also draw on indigenous people, uh, storytelling and right. philosophy. So it's a kind of a uh, wild, wild project. But but uh, people, they really get uh, t- uh, touched by it. And and I can perhaps um, add uh, just that that a part of it how I. Y- use it myself is that uh, that I advise you know startups uh, also for um, investors and 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 when uh, I advise them I use these uh, seven principles right. and and I think why they they really like my advices is that it's quite simple you know but I can analyze I can take these seven uh, tuning forks, and I can say this start off. Uh, if you want to have success, if you want to helping stories along, you have to do this and this and this. Right. You know, so right. so so everything I do, and when I coach people, I I, I use these uh, seven principles. It's not like I'm saying. Now I'm using principle two, but it's on my yeah, back. You know? That was actually one of the questions that I had. That was one of the questions that I had. Oh. Is it? Is it? Is it like you know? Okay, we're in stage one now. Okay, we're in stage two now. But you're saying it's not. It's 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 this is a fluid process, and all of these things are at play all the time. You can say when 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 uh, we educate. Uh, uh, people at the True Storytelling Institute, we have a level one, you know, degree, and then we have uh, uh, train the trainers, which are people who want to work with us. Yeah. Then then we go, uh, you know, through each uh, principles right. somehow. But, but, but if uh, uh, I am asked, you know, to come into a New startup or or, or an uh, investor, then then uh, uh, um, I somehow you know I improvise right. like okay this is you need a wave to surf on this is uh, uh, principle two you know you need to to put your uh, uh, project your company into a story 
which is out there somehow. Right. It's too hard, you know. Um, uh, but but it's very very simple, and it's very very uh, uh, satisfying for me that that uh, I can nail something which is quite uh, complicated because I just have these seven, you know, uh, things to uh, work with. Right. Um, uh, and of, um, but but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. So, so it took you, it took four years to kind of cobble this together, but now you're, you're using it regularly. You've, you've established, you know, um, the Institute at home, you've established the American Institute. What's, what's next for you guys? Like where, where are you growing to? What, what do you see kind of coming down the line in the next four years? Um, we have, you know, uh, in, 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 uh, in our true storytelling Institute, we we are a startup, but it's very experienced people, you know. Also in uh, business, uh, people who know how to how to grow a business. So so right now we are our core our core product is to to teach um, people these uh, seven principles. Mm-hmm. You know, so we are we are. Creating, um, we have for the last half year, we have been doing uh, 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 beta, beta, and now actually on Tuesday we can graduate. On Tuesday we can graduate the the first six uh, trainers. You know. Wow. Uh, so it's a kind of a what you say. <laughs> Stepstone, or, yeah, or sure, sure, or, yeah, yeah, and and it's really you know some really good people. There are people from Denmark, Switzerland, England, uh, yeah. uh, Texas, uh, Philadelphia, uh, um, and 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 our next step is you know more to take this uh, concept, this education concept, and uh, what you say. Uh, 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 somehow like a, a, a digital, you know, education system, which sure. is both um, uh, uh, videos, but also, you know, coaching, coaching stuff and uh, uh, masterclasses. So, so, so our ambition is, you know, to make this uh, big, but still, uh, it has to be true, you know, so we don't want to sell stuff to people that they don't, don't can use. So it has to be a win-win. Yeah. So we, we, we try to, you know, keep to, uh, that it has to be true. It should be fine. And people uh, should not feel that we are just trying to sell them. Right. Something because I think we we have been in this business uh, too long, so we know that that it is a waste of time. Right. So to, so so, and in that sense, I think this true connect back to uh, I don't know my old friends' industries actually that 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 we want to have an approach to people as friends, so we can l- look them. Um, in the eye right right and, and and really try to help them to create their own business right there. 
I love that. I love that. So if, if somebody wants to, congratulations, first of all, on, on the first cohort, that's fantastic. Um, so if, if somebody wants to get involved in the, in the program or somebody wants to uh, get coaching from, from, from you or just wants to follow your work, how, how do they reach out? How do they, how do they get involved or get in touch um, other than buying the book, which is true storytelling. That's the name of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and that can yeah. be purchased anywhere, right? That's that's on Amazon. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is the book. Oh, beautiful. Uh, okay, uh, awesome. Um, um, yeah, um, we have this uh, uh, true storytelling institute, and 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 uh, the the web address is true. I don't know what it's called. You know, a line yeah, <laughs> yeah, storytelling dot com. Yeah. I can I can. Uh, I can share it with you. I also want to share one more thing with you, although not to get off track, but uh, I'm a co-founder of a US uh, Denmark uh, project called Nordic School of Arts and Health. Okay. And uh, it's a project with with, uh, my uh, co-founder, Cecilia Carlson. She has been... living in uh, Los Angeles for the last uh, 12 years. And he, uh, she's, uh, she has a um, master in, in art therapy and she's an artist and an actor herself. And uh, we, have, we have created this school uh, which use art and also storytelling okay. as a part to create health out in the world and uh, that is uh, that is also a project I'm really uh, passionate about. And if you go into our board uh, on this Nordic School of Arts and Health, we have uh, some really really powerful board members, researchers, uh, big artists, uh, and and big uh, business business people too. And 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 uh, so yeah, some of the work we do here it's 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 also social uh, changes you know it's 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 not uh, it's uh, it is big uh, uh, project but but it's also a part of it is you know how to create how to create health how to create strong uh, uh, communities and uh, all that so so and and uh, you know here here in a Denmark, a big part of it is, I think, a bit a big part of it. Our society is because, of course, we are a small country. Right. <laughs> right. It's probably half of uh, Chicago or something. <laughs> I think so. So, so but, but, but uh, I actually think a big part of Denmark is built on storytelling. Yeah. Because it, yeah. it has always been a core in our culture. Yeah, uh, uh, that we should share stories and 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 uh, and and of course you know a big part and that's why we can uh, get uh, f- funding to all these projects is that that everyone has this more social you know that 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 if we have these big uh, companies you know they a container uh, uh, big mask mask 
company, these blue containers, you know, you see, right, right, right. Uh, they, they, they put, and also uh, Carlsberg, you know, the beer, and, and they put a lot of uh, funding into helping uh, uh, people who have a hard time, you know, uh, kids, uh, people with handicaps. They put really, because this whole idea, this uh, country are built on that we should take care of, you know, people around us yeah. because then we can prevent um, uh, people getting into crime. You know, we have these really, really high taxes here in Denmark. Right, right. And, and But the whole idea is actually, and the whole idea about free schools and education all the way up and health is that that then we save money because people don't get into crime so much. 100%. So we save, so it's actually a good business, this free education uh, for all universities and everything, because yeah. we don't use much money on, you know, crime and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, the beautiful, so, uh, beautiful model. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, also, I, I love America. I have a lot of friends, but, but yeah. you know, in, in, in uh, this time of uh, COVID, uh, it is nice to be here in Denmark because, yeah. you know, uh, uh, I get, because I have lost some jobs, you know, but the government, they pay me and, uh, you know, and... Yeah. I am involved in, you know, different startups and uh, projects and so, yeah. But, but just, it was really nice and uh, let's uh, keep in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will, I will follow up with you soon. And thank you very much for, for being so generous with your time, for being so flexible and for being so just, just, just letting us bask in, in your knowledge. I appreciate it. Awesome. It's been awesome. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. You too. You too. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh Grinowitz. I'm your host, along with Asim Gary. Story Matters would like to thank Achieve, Asim's regular podcast, for providing the platform to Story Matters Season 1. Thanks to Jocelyn Salmeron, our extraordinary producer, whose research and journalistic chops make the each episode happen. Solomon Collins, for his editing expertise in making me sound smarter than I actually am. No small feat there. And Kitty Overton, our advising producer and the impetus behind the original Story Matters concept. We'd also like to thank Yasha Hoffman for generously providing the intro-outro music from his song, Roots, off of the album, The Weather, which you can access in its entirety, along with show notes for every episode at our website, storymatters.site.